0: Hello, I am Dave Entz of 188 Community Church, and you are listening to Life Together. It's good to have you tuning into our podcast. 188 is a church in downtown Winnipeg that loves to tell the stories of the people who make up our community. And we love to tell them because we believe that taking time to know each other a little bit more can help foster understanding within our society and maybe even helps us all live a little bit more well together, which is something we kind of need these days. And we love telling the stories because these are stories that you might not ever have a chance to hear otherwise. And so today, Davey's going to tell us a bit of his story. He talks about his love for the outdoors. He talks about the struggle that sobriety can be. And he talks about his recent hitchhiking adventures in this COVID climate. It's a story about meeting challenges that inevitably come our way. As much as we would like to say that life is fairly predictable, our experiences often tell us otherwise, don't they? It's a story about struggling with karma while encountering grace. And we'll let Davy unpack that one a little bit more. I hope you're blessed by Davy's story as you listen today. And before we jump into Davy's story, just a quick word here about 188. Locally, we've been working to provide an essential service to vulnerable people in downtown Winnipeg, many of whom are part of, our, uh, part of the 188 community. And so right now, we're looking for volunteers, volunteers to help provide some of those services like showers and laundry and various forms of cleaning, etc. during our weekday drop-in. And so if that's something that intrigues you or interests you a little bit, you can find out more about that by visiting our website, www.188one88.org. And now, here's Davey's story. Well, here we are sitting upstairs at 188, drinking some coffee with my friend uh Davey. Hello. And uh Hello, hello Davey. Hello. Welcome to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great. It's great to have you. So how has uh, how has COVID be this the, the COVID isolation been treating you?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to go against what everybody else is saying. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, you know, um, I wish I was working and stuff, but, uh, I've absolutely jumped on top of COVID because it's too easy to sit around and just feeling sorry. Oh, geez, I can't do this. And all, you know, what's going to happen here and there. And I'm like, well, if everything shut down, I'm going to go and explore and see the world. And, you know, I'm just going to go and do my thing. And, uh, so I've actually capitalized on covid I, I stick to myself anyways. I don't like purple yeah. people around necessarily in my personal, my private space. Yeah, I really, other than the fact like it's shut down like opportunities for work. Um, yeah, no, I'm loving it. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah, and capitalize on COVID, that has different meanings to different people, right? We've heard of, you know, fairly wealthy people in society who have been capitalizing on COVID and been getting wealthier, no, whereas sure. other people are struggling. I don't think that's what you mean.
1: No. What do you
0: mean that. by capitalizing on COVID? Because I think this is a really cool part of your story.
1: Because I I am also a creator on the outdoor genre uh, on YouTube. Uh, I promised myself at the beginning, at the end of last year, um, that I was going to have a smashing good year. Um, Last few years were rough. I I told myself, like, whatever happens, I have to uh, just have a good year for myself. Um, that I deserve that and I'm just gonna chase after it. You know, so I'm out and I'm you know I, I love I love having a backpack on, I love having a tent to sleep in in uh, the stars to look at the cool the cool wind or the rainstorms or whatever it is. I just love being out in nature. And then when COVID came and started shutting everything down, well I just took that as kind of like the, the door being kicked open and here you go yeah. um, and I set off and uh, to see a bunch of Manitoba for sure. And, and a whole bunch of Canada. And uh, I got a whole bunch of welcome that just kind of fed, fed me just to keep going and keep going. So for me, it was just about having a good year and doing what I love. Um, I'm broke as you, I mean, you can't, I don't have two wooden nickels to scrape together. So yeah, it's yeah. Not, So it, it, what you were saying is exactly true. I wasn't, it's not like I was making money um, with the COVID breakout or anything like that. It was just being true to myself and what I love, yeah, we just chased after it and we capitalized on the opportunity of being able to have that free time to do that, I guess is, right. is what I'm saying. Sir.
0: Yeah. So, and you had space, right? We were supposed to have distance. So what what you're talking <laughs> about is that you got out of your plate, like you have an apartment, right? Yeah. Or a, a your place little, bachelor your, pad, yep. little bachelor pad that you're living in and you got out of that and you, you grabbed, you had your backpack, you had your tent, you had your supplies. Yep. and uh and off you went now can you estimate but let's say let's start with you know covid kind of hit in march and that's when you started hitting the road can mm-hmm. you estimate how much how much distance you've you've covered between march and and, and now? now uh like i'm just i just
1: about seventy five hundred kilometers hitchhiked oh my goodness. um just about a thousand kilometers uh hiked on trail backpack trail yeah um and then i have uh i put a gas engine on a mountain bike that was given to me so um, I put almost a thousand kilometers on that this year, so yeah. <laughs> um, we just absolutely took off, and, and you know, uh, it was 1,500 kilometers. I made it to Alberta, climbed over the mountains, the continental divide into BC. It was two days to get home. Another 1,500 kilometers hitchhiking. It only took me two days to come all the way from uh, British Columbia, um, and when you can do that kind of thing, uh, it really fuels you to just get just keep going. There was, I mean, I'd be on an on on ramp to the highway. And there'd be like, at one instance, there was two cars that just whipped right over. I thought they were traveling together, and they weren't. They were just so excited to see a hitchhiker. And to them, it just symbolized like life is normal again when they see me. And they were just like, yeah, let's just grab that guy. They ended up not being traveling together, so I ended up running back and forth from car to car to see which one I was going to get the longer ride with. And uh, what, I think what do the, you offer? What are you offering was, me? What are you yeah, offering was like, yeah, it was like, so. Uh, yeah, what kind of was, snacks
0: do you have in your car? That's the question. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: oh, you got a dog in here? Yeah, no, I'm, I'll take the 10Ks less and, you know, I don't want to get licked to death, you know, yeah. so. Yeah.
0: So you hitchhiked that that much distance, 7,500 kilometers? 7,500 kilometers, yep. Yeah. Any now you must have must have some pretty good hitchhiking stories. Like any any yeah, good stories, no just,
1: sure. just yeah, just met some some awesome people. And I mean all everybody that picked me up was awesome people. Um a lot of them uh used to be hitchhikers in their day. And then there was the people that would be like, Yeah, my name's Shelly and then five minutes later, oh I should introduce myself. I'm Elizabeth. Um and it's the same person driving the car. So um <laughs> Um, that's when
0: all of a sudden hey you know what actually this is my stock here
1: (laughs) Um, I came back from uh, just south of Thompson Pisu Falls and Quistichuan Falls and I made it all the way to Eli I woke up in a farmer's field and there's road construction going on and just these guys are waving at me. I've had truckers just honking their horns, waving at me in fields and stuff. And yeah. you know, uh, bikers giving me the thumb up. You know, they just see my tent and I'm just crawling out of my tent on a hazy morning or something. And yeah. or a farm guy will come by. Well, we drove by here last night, seen you putting up your tent. We brought you breakfast, coffee, and you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's some, really cool. I had some uh, really one of my best rides was a Mennonite couple. Uh, they got me into Burdett. Amen. Um, it was funny because I was in the back seat, and they were trying to talk to me. But the, and the, the lady, it was a married couple, elderly married couple, just, just a cute little couple. But she kept trying to talk to me in German. And the husband kept, like, looking over her shoulder at me, like, am I going to respond? I was just like, oh, thank you. Um, thank. Uh, all I thought to say was, well, thank you, thank you. Um, they ended up pulling into a little Mennonite store just uh, the town before Burdett. And I didn't know that they were what they were doing. I thought that was the end of my ride. And uh, so I said, Oh, this is me getting out. And he said, No. And they both got out, left me in the car, which n- normally that never happens. No, no. no. Um, for, and for good reason. I mean, just, you know, why take a chance? But uh, they went in the store, came out, handed me a bag. And the first thing I seen inside this bag was coffee. And oh. I had been without coffee <laughs> um, for so long and just. I just loved my coffee especially first thing in the morning on the side of the road yeah um it just kind of puts a little spark in your steps so um that's cool and the, yeah so they gave me a ride down to one more town and uh just pulled over and the, nothing was even said they just stares, stared straight out their window they yeah. didn't look at me or nothing i just thanks you know you got out of the car and with your bag of groceries, yeah, and, my off bag you groceries go. and my big backpack and yeah so that's awesome uh, yeah a lot, of, a lot of good people you meet when you uh, go one thumbs up. I got to meet the people that I would never be, have a chance to come in contact with um, by going one thumbs up and hitchhiking down the road. You know, yeah, pleasant, yeah. friendly conversation. Um, I did have one lady pick me up, and she just kind of laid her life out. And I was just basically like a sounding board or something, oh, I guess. Yeah. And that was an uncomfortable ride. I guess she just see me on the side of the road, and she's just like, I can just unload all everything, all my hurt, all my pain, all my everything onto this stranger. An anonymous um, guy, yeah. And I'm going to feel good about this, and he's going to get a ride down the road. And and that's how that one worked. And
0: Huh. You know, That's interesting. And then,
1: you know, I got the one bad ride, too. So, um, And that happens sometimes. Oh, Al was 77 years old. Are you old. talking
0: about the gravel road guy? Yeah. Oh, come on.
1: Can you tell this yeah, one? Yeah. So I'm, I just woke up. <laughs> It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I shouldn't laugh. This isn't funny. (laughs) It is. It is funny. Well, it's type B fun, right? (laughs) So I just got out of a tractor trailer on the west side of Regina. And there's a a bypass road, like a ring road, kind of like the perimeter around Winnipeg. So that's when I was walking down the road, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I just set up tent on a gravel road. And the sun's coming up. So I'd slept for maybe like three hours. And so now I'm posted up. But I'm posted up on the ring road going around the city. The golden rule is never go in a city, especially a city you don't know. And most times, you're going to have to go down through a downtown. And when carrying a big bag, all your gear, camera gear, all that kind of stuff, um, you just don't really want to put yourself in that situation. And it was early. Not a lot of traffic at all. But this Acura, 2020 Acura, brand new, just all shiny, pulls over. And there's an older gentleman. Was, his name was Al, 77 years old. Well, he picks me up, starts bragging on about his car, which a beautiful car. But <laughs> I get in, and he's like, okay. You know, he doesn't even say anything. He just takes his car, and he just, at 80 kilometers an hour, he just takes a left-hand turn, crosses the median, there's a little cut through there, to a gravel road, and he's on, by the time the four wheels hit the gravel, he's already accelerated up to 130 kilometers an hour. Wow. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Oh, don't worry about it. And I said, no, I do worry. He goes, "I I I know what I'm doing. And I said, but I don't know what you're doing. That's the whole point here. I don't know what you're doing. Um, where are you taking me down this gravel road like that's a big red flag yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he says oh that bypass should never been built cost taxpayers so much money and blah 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 and he gets back in talking about his car and the best handling thing and i'm still like what are you doing where are you taking me oh don't worry there's so much traffic going through the city that's where the highway goes it's right through the city i said no no no, no. stop 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 you gotta stop the car let me out i'm not going into a city Especially when the direction he's taking me is back west. So that means that I'm gonna start at the western side of Regina, which I'm already kind of like coming around the edge of it here. Don't just don't worry. I'm like, listen, bud, four hundred cars are gonna just be using the highway to scoot around through town and one of them is gonna be carrying on. I'm not I don't wanna so yeah, he took me all the way uh, to the edge of the city on the west side when I had so I ended up walking eighteen kilometers through the city. <sighs> Till I, got, till I could find a petrol canada to give me water in my bottles because COVID's starting to pick back up again. Yeah, and it was funny after that. So that was my bad ride. Oh, yeah. And I could have been home. And the amount of time it took me to walk th- through the city of Regina and to get posted back up out on the highway uh, is the same amount of time it would have taken me to get in a car and be dropped off in Winnipeg. Um, so I was worried about that ride, getting home that day, because I was out of food, except for what the Mennonites had given me. This is all on the way back from, uh, from British Columbia. so yeah. And I had a sign. Now I'm in Regina. And for any sports fans out there, this didn't click in uh, to me for, uh, for the first bit. I'm on the side of this highway, and nobody's picking me up. I mean, nobody. Then, for some reason, this guy just honks his horn, screaming out his window. And I, for about three minutes, I just sat there. I was like, what is that guy's problem? And I turn, I look at my sign, and my sign says Winnipeg. No, I'm in Regina. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if anybody knows anything about the CFL, <laughs> <laughs> the Rough Riders and the Blue Bombers, uh, so I had to quickly pull my marker out and just put East, <laughs> yeah. and it was like three minutes after that, bam, I got a ride to uh, to Indian Head, Saskatchewan. Yeah. So beautiful. The whole situation uh, all happened one day, and it was uh a, a really added to that adventure. Added to part of the trip, sure. you know, and uh, sure. it, it's part of what I wanted for myself after going through a few bad years. Those are the moments waking up on the side of a gravel road, like right on the gravel road. There's a sign that says 80 kilometers an hour um, in the middle of the prairies. Like it just, yeah. those and the sun, the, the uh, sunrise that morning, just coming over the canola fields. And anybody that's, that, has, that lives in the flatlands, they, they can picture it in their head right now for yeah, sure. Beautiful so stuff.
0: So let's let us let us jump backwards. 2016, you're living in Winnipeg. Yeah,
1: 2016. I'm not just living in Winnipeg. I'm actually kind of thriving. Yeah. Um, I'm running my own business. I have my own employees. I'm doing house renovations. It's a Caretaker. Uh, there's a big fluff fluff between them and the owners. on um, apparently, there's an eviction. And they come back and they burn the house down. Where you're living. Where I was living. Yeah. That happened 11:45 December 14th, just before midnight. There was a definitely lived above me, and I knew that she wasn't gonna hear the fire alarms, um, and would be sound asleep. Um, I tried to get to her, and the third time the smoke knocked me out, and I tumbled down the stairs right into some fire, and my clothes all burnt through. And uh, the fire department pulled me out of that, um, but I lost everything. Yeah. Um, all my business stuff. I had been renting two apartments. Um, the one I lived in and the one right beside me for like my, my office, tools, uh, materials. So I lost uh, the whole shoot match.
0: Yeah. So you have this moment, December 14th, just about midnight, just about December 15th, 2016. Everything changes. Everything. You have a house, you yep. had a job, you had a company, yep. you had things, your direction you were going, it, yep. it stops. Yep. So you find yourself without a home. You find yourself effectively homeless, right? Absolutely. All, all of a sudden. Absolutely. And and now, I, like we said, this isn't this isn't about creating a Davy Sob story no, no, here. No, no But no. this is about recognizing that there was a time when you said, you know, something's got to something's got to change here. Like, what was that like? What was that next little while like for you?
1: It was full of a whole bunch of emotion, um, like swings. Like, whew. some of it was not a lot of it, but there was a couple moments of like, poor me. Yeah. But more like just like a disbelief and. Question of faith for sure. Like why? Like you know, I've had trying times in my life before, and I've had uh, I've dealt with addictions before in my life. I didn't have the best of upbringing. I we're not really going to get into that today. You know, I I I I I didn't live a polished life growing up, and I fought hard for everything. Yeah. And then there's, there's some anger. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and then it was a lot of pain and a lot of because. All the friends that you know that I had, um, they kind of showed their true colors, because like nobody had time of day, and nobody had mm. nobody had place for me, you mm. know, nobody had help for me. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when I got done talking with the arson uh, squad that night, the, the police officer, they said, okay, well, where are we gonna take it? And I said, well, where would everybody else go from the house? And they said, well, you know, they're all down at the Salvation Army, but you know, they're on welfare. You're working, so where where do you want to go? And I was like, Ugh. so. <laughs> Um, just because I was self-employed doesn't mean that I had money. Yeah. Um, so like everything was tied up lines of credit. And so there was no room for me because I was working and I wasn't on the system. Um, so I ended up going down Salvation Army. They put me up for three nights and because I wasn't on welfare, um, they kicked me out. I was sleeping on their floor in their day room and they kicked me out. So the only thing I really knew what to do, uh, was grab a tent. It was an old orange pup tent and uh, I pushed it up down on the riverbank. That's how I lived, G- going through Christmas, and, you know, that hurt a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, it really, I just shut down. I didn't care. I didn't want to try. I didn't want nothing. I just, oh, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, really. No. Mm-hmm. Um, for okay. you guys to understand what that would be like. But, yeah, I just didn't care. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to try for nothing, you know. Now I'm in a position where I'm trying to I'm trying not to freeze because it's December in Winnipeg and I'm sleeping in a pup tent on riverbank because there's no help.
0: So you're finding yourself in this really really difficult situation, right? You've had something pretty traumatic happen. You've everything's changed mm-hmm. o- overnight. You've you've talked before about how difficult sobriety can be sometimes because you're absolutely because you're 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 trying to you're, you're working on you you're you work hard yep. you're, you're trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and life just keeps throwing curveball after curveball for lack of a, for lack of a better phrase mm-hmm. at you time and time and time again and addictions i mean addictions largely are a way that we cope with things right and that, that that's right? that can be shopping that can be overeating that can be drinking
1: that can so be well, there's a lot of things that there, yeah, be, yeah, yeah yeah for sure so yep.
0: so Talk about that a little bit. How hard, because like you mentioned, you briefly mentioned, right? You have addictions in your, in your background. How yeah. how hard sobriety can be sometimes when you're doing everything that you think you should be doing. That's,
1: I remember, I think I even came in and I asked you one time. I was like, I can't.
0: It was a bit of a rant. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. It's like, I can't believe like, I'm just like, what is the point of being sober? I think that was basically my question. Like, what, like, what is the point I had? Roof over my head. I had food to eat, maybe not always the best, but I don't remember going hungry. I had a hard time with that. And a lot of that maybe was because I was angry too at the time. One thing I didn't want to do was in that situation was just drop the ball on myself. But the sobriety thing, it just kept nagging, you know, it just yeah. just really, really nagging. Like I didn't have these hardships when I was, when I was drunk and high and stuff like that. So now that you know, like now I'm just I seem to be at the losing end trying to be the better be the best person that I can be right. and I'm just right. I'm at the losing end of the stick So why like what is the point if I'm at the losing end of the stick trying to be the good be the person I'm supposed to be um, And everything was just so easy when I was just drunk and high all the oh. time I yeah, I, I remember that being a huge question for me and we you know? kind
0: of yeah, we kind of have a sense that it should work that way, right? That 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 the world is kind of karma based. That if I do good things, if I'm doing good things, good things should happen to me. Exactly. exactly. And if I'm doing bad things, okay, I can accept then, that yeah, bad things happen. That's right. So when it doesn't
1: happen that way, but it actually kind of flip flopped on me. Yeah, exactly. It was it was, it was kind of like a flip flop. It just seemed like everything. I mean, I had friends, I had roof, I had food. Um, I was having a great time. I didn't. I was, you know, I. I wasn't staying up like working on plans and reading blueprints and making material lists and making sure that everything's going and rereading contracts and doing all this kind of stuff and a fun life. I'm partying and I'm just, just woohoo, you know, (laughs) um, and it just seemed to flip flop on me, not like, and I was like, man, I must've done some bad stuff somewhere along the line for like the the good things that I'm doing, uh, you know, being sober and, and taking care of contracts and and customers and, um, and and having the responsibility of having employees was and then to lose that so it was kind of like a flip-flop
0: and so I mean you know you've stayed you've stayed sober and you, you continue to work on it mm-hmm. um, and and that's one of the things I really like about our, our friendship or like about getting to know you is is that that you're willing to put in the work to make things happen in life and even to work through some of the really hard things so is this Is this moment so uh, yeah let's jump back 2016 or in that Mm -hmm. time maybe it's 2017 already is this the moment when you've you're you're tenting outside you're Mm -hmm. you're by the river camping it's it's freezing is this the moment where this this wilderness outfitter sort of thing comes comes this is what i'm going to be doing this is this is where Mm -hmm. i'm going is this the the promise you made to yourself kind of thing
1: no um actually Mm -hmm. uh the very, f- like the very first video I shot on this old junkie smash screen phone was me coming out of my tent New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve that year.
0: Okay, so just a little bit after the, the house is yeah. done. Okay.
1: Um, it, we had a blizzard Christmas Eve, and I came out of my pup tent, and so I took a picture, and I took, I took a little, quick little video, and it's on my YouTube channel now. Um, it's my very first video. I took it out of anger and out of frustration and if anybody dare ask me for a favor, if anybody dare ask me for anything in life, I tell you, nobody gave me a favor when I asked for it. Nobody helped me at all when I asked for it. And here's me climbing out of my tent Christmas Day, out of this orange pup tent. And the snow had all blown, the doors open, and uh, it was just everything was just covered. Like it was just, it was a horrendous mess. And a little while after that, I realized that in the making of that video, I remember making the video, but I don't remember the feeling, the, the pain so much. Like, I remember, like, okay, so this is my life right now. Like, um, the reason why I, I just took a tent and, and went um, is because I just have always found my safe place, my sanctuary to be in the woods, in mm-hmm. the bush, mm-hmm. by a river, by a creek, just the sound of the rustling with water, uh, the wind in the trees and the grasses and stuff like that. That's always been, like, my sanctuary yeah. um, for me to go when. Things were bad in life when I was a child. that's why I, I just when that situation when I lost my house, that's where I just reverted back to that to that feeling of that safety the security um, and that and my happy place of being in, in out, outdoors oh, interesting. yeah and so I stayed in that I upgraded tents obviously, um, but I was down there for like a year and a half, yeah, and then from there, I decided to make a big move. And so now I have an invite to go and get out of Winnipeg, get out of the downtown core of Winnipeg, because it's it, it just still wasn't healthy for me. I, I mean, I wasn't, I was sober and stuff, but it, it just wasn't healthy. And that's when I met you guys. I think I came here and I had a shower and when it was heading down and I got, I ended up being arrested the day before I was leaving for Kelowna to go and restart my life over again. Um, I was attacked downtown. I was leaving. I was going to Mountain Equipment Co-op, the outdoor store on Portage and Donald. You know, this guy was getting ready to stomp me and I have all my camping gear on me now, mind you. Like I'm like everything is good for me to make it to Kelowna and restart my life. I just got to get some food, dehydrated food packs. Um, This guy attacks me. I pulled a knife. The police came around the corner with their car, seen me with my knife. Um, thought I was the, uh, the, uh, the instigator <laughs> and ran me over the car. Um, my good friend, Andrew, uh, he grabbed my bag for me. I went to jail When I got led out of jail. I went and Andrew had my bag for me. Good friend, you know, um, yeah. he had my back and I was down at the, at the Forks. There was a gentleman here, Chris. He was involved with 188. Yeah. You remember Chris? Yeah. And, yeah. and he, he invited me uh, to come down here uh, when you guys opened on Monday. And I did. And yeah. that's, I walked in the door my first time, uh, fresh out of jail and devastated one more time. You guys invited me in and showed me around give me a quick little tour and bathroom's here, coffee's there, couches there, phone's there, computers are there and make yourself a home. It was a good thing. Oh, yeah. that's good. So. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that whole story leading up to you yeah. coming into 188. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's been, it's been a, a good length of time. I mean, I, I see you as a friend, part mm-hmm. of our community, part of what, what happens here. I am your sunshine. <laughs> 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 Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is a great story I have of you uh, that, I, that I need to tell, right? Okay. Right. So I, I walk in, come to the drop-in, you're saying something. I walk in the door, you turn around and you point at me. You say, was it you? Did you do it? I'm like, oh my goodness, what did I, what did I do? This was the time, remember where you, you lost a backpack, some straps ripped and you needed to get had access to a really large backpack, but you needed 50 bucks yep. to get it. Yep. And so you went some, did some panhandling to That's... see if you could get uh, get 50 bucks yep. and you got it like almost, almost right away. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I come in and you're like, was it, <laughs> was it you? And I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Was it <laughs> do, were you the one who prayed for me because I was out one, yeah. whatever I, I was out for a couple of hours and I got the 50 bucks I needed? Yeah, so come that, here and give that, me a hug. Yeah, said. that
1: was that was just as I was planning my great escape out of Winnipeg to go to Kelowna. Okay, uh, okay, and uh, and, and yeah. I had gotten a line on a lady, her husband was a mountain climber and had some extra backpacks for sale. Um, and it's the bag that I still carry today. It's the yeah. bag that it's. Yeah. Uh, I use it on every single one of my trips. Is I was fighting to get uh, to get my new life started. I was fighting yeah. just because I could just see. Oh, it's kind of like I don't know if you're walking around a big mud hole and you start getting a little too close, and that mud starts getting a little slipperier and yeah. a little slipperier, and all of a sudden you find yourself belly down and butt up um, in a mud puddle. That's kind of how I felt and seen myself going. It was imperative. I got to make a move out of here. The, that that the, the money for that bag, um, it was that was such an important. Uh, just it was fifty dollars to get a backpack. Yeah, I had been living just by uh, by, uh, um, carding up, panhandling a little bit. I was starting to get that feeling like I was I was worth more than what I was doing. But uh, yeah, it was just that bag, and I remember coming in <laughs> and yeah, it was just because that bag, just that money for that bag, just meant everything, so that I could make. Yeah, it represented Make, something. Yeah, it was a yeah. huge representation of where I was going, what I was trying to do in life. So, yeah. well said. Yeah.
0: I, I love, that's a really that's a really strong image, Davey, of struggling with sobriety, or ra- walking around a mud pit, and as you yeah. get closer to the edges, it gets slippier, yeah. slipperier, slipperier well, and slippery. Because a every, great image. everywhere
1: but, I look, everywhere, yeah. and I got to cut through like, you know, like the homeless camps and stuff like that. I got to cut through there. I mean, once you're addicted to something, I mean, it doesn't matter, man. If you're addicted to chocolate, you're addicted to shopping. Um, They're they stick with you for life, and you got to fight through it for free. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, it just gnaws at you like a hunger inside your stomach. It's just like, oh, you know, um, it, it's when you decide that you're gonna pick yourself up. That's yeah. the most dangerous part of any addiction, I think, straight across the board.
0: Oh, I totally agree because we, we we often talk about addiction bad, sobriety good. Mm -hmm. Right. But nobody's addicted to something that doesn't bring them pleasure. We talk about that often, right? Addictions are addictions because they give us some pleasure. They give us comfort. They give us something that helps us to feel good about ourselves or even forget something for a little while because sobriety can be really hard. Yep. So you've talked a couple of times about videos that you post, mm-hmm. um, and I should probably bring it to people's attention. Like you have a, a YouTube channel called Leather Tramp Expeditions.
1: Leather Tramp Expeditions. And yep. I would suggest
0: That's that you uh, that you search that up and and take a look. Davey posts uh, pretty regularly.
1: I love going out and, and showing off like Manitoba. I've done a pile load of showing off Manitoba this year. That is how I've managed. I just fallen in love with becoming a YouTube creator. It's healthy. You're always going. You're always moving. You're exercise. It's clean, fresh air. Like I don't even think about drugs, alcohol, or nothing, mm, man. It is just so healthy, and and because that's just what I love. Like I love climbing, climbing over a big hill, or coming through a forest, and you break out, and there's a gorgeous waterfall. Quistichuan Falls is Manitoba's tallest waterfall. Unfortunately, five percent of the people of the of residents of Manitoba have even seen it because it, you have to take a demanding backcountry trail to see this waterfall. I did that video because I want to show off and let the people of Manitoba that yeah. don't have the access or maybe they're not physically capable. I love just love showing off nature. You know, that's cool. I just, yeah. And it's it's you know
0: it's, it's a it's a site worth checking out. It's a channel worth checking out. Leather Thank Trump you. Expeditions. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I would, I could, I would yeah, suggest I, you, I
1: would yeah I would suggest you check it out. I appreciate that.
0: So let's jump back into uh, into your, your your part of our 180 community here, um, and have been for you know two-ish, two ish yeah, two and a okay. half ish years or whatever
1: it is, and it's great. I appreciate you guys inviting me um, back then. Although I think I remember saying to Chris when he invited me, I was like, "That's a church place, eh? And, uh, I said, I don't know how good I'm going to be able to deal with that yeah. at this present time.
0: And you've never been—you've never been shy about that. You've never been shy about about your own um, struggles you've had with who God is, with faith, you know, no, with, no. with no. what, what faith is I've, about, right? I've struggled with that for and sure. I've had yep. some pretty good open conversations about that, even if, even during our public Bible studies, yep. right? Which is which is great.
1: So, and, and I mean, I've come to you sometimes where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm. Pretty not, yeah, I don't think so. And then there's been times where I've come and asked, uh, okay, can, uh, can you guys, get, can I kick this door shut and you guys give me a prayer here? You yeah. Know, like yeah. So it's been, I've been on both sides of that coin, just depending yeah. on which way it hits the table sometimes, maybe, I don't know.
0: Was faith ever part of your life growing up? Oh, absolutely. It was, it. Eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's, and so as... I spent as, four years
1: to be confirmed into the church, so... Okay. There was, I took a break from it, but I mean, it's always stayed with me. Yeah. So, I'm uh, so in the, in the, in the long story short is I'm glad that that happened, you know, to be honest with you. Um, I'm glad that I went through that in my life. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: And the, and the neat thing, I mean, the neat thing about your honesty is when I read the Bible, I find a lot of that same kind of honesty, right? That kind of railing, shaking your fist at God kind of well, thing. I have
1: my own book in the Bible, you know, <laughs> it's called Job.
0: Job, there you go. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I'm not no, trying to make fun of the Bible. No, so, that, no, so. that, that's fair enough because I think it reflects it reflects a lot of our reality, right? That shaking fist at God, uh, why is this happening? Why have you let this happen? That mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then yep. the other side of man, I could really use some some prayer. I could really, I, I mean, it, it re- sort of reflects our, our sense of uh, as humans that there is something else beyond just ourselves.
1: Um, oh, absolutely. And I mean, I didn't. I mean, there is some, uh, and just from, just, uh, just use this as your, as a, not to interrupt you, sorry. No. Um, sorry. Just um, this year alone, just the places I got to get to or get home from um, and to make BC to, to Winnipeg in two days, there were people put in my life when I had no food in my bag um, and I didn't end up being hungry getting home. How did that happen? How did those, how did that bag of food get dropped in my lap and how did those people end up, it took me all day to, to walk through uh, the city of Regina, and I still made it home that night. Those people were put in my life, or, or I was put in their life. I don't know which one it was, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, totally.
0: Hmm.
1: There's something. There's something. Like I've, I've, like a lot of times, uh, like just this year alone, there's been a lot of examples that I can, that I can point at and go, hmm, yeah, there, it's, I think there's a little bit more of a coincidence here than... Just hey, I happen to catch the right ride. Right, interesting. So this is—it it is actually very interesting because so I've—I've I've oh like man. scratched my head a few times, going, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe I'm doing good things in life now. Like I don't know. Um
0: Well, okay, and I've said this before. One eighty. I don't, I don't, I don't believe this is this is preaching now. I don't really preach on this podcast, but I guess I'm gonna start right now, <laughs> but, right? Because I don't think the world is karma based. Because if it did, it would always work out the way I think. God isn't a karma-based God. God is a grace-based God, and so what I hear you talking about is grace. You're you're discovering grace in your life, at points even maybe when whether you think you deserve it or you have it, it's coming from no other place or whatever else. I think the beautiful thing about who God is is that God is is, is love leads to grace, and we don't typically maybe see our lives that way, we tend to think if I, sh- I should be doing good things and then good things will happen. Or if I do bad things, bad things will happen. Like you said, it doesn't, sometimes it flip-flops. And so yeah. I'm grateful that God is a God of grace, which mm-hmm. is, which is a good thing. Um, but I don't know. That's, that, that's my, I know one amusing. thing is that
1: I stopped only talking to God when I was in need and I'm not perfect at this, but there's a lot of times I try to on a daily basis, just thanks for waking me up this morning. Cool. Like, just yeah. thanks for uh, coughing up your son. Uh, and for him to give up his life for, for my sins. I mean, like, like where, where, where where do I get off being so shiny that I deserve that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, so thanks, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it just makes me feel better or <laughs> or what the situation is, but... Uh, That's cool. It's far too many times I, I in the past, I would just, well, I'm in trouble and I need your help. You know, you hear those oh, I'll give up smoking and my drinking and <laughs> yeah, I'll give right. up my sinful ways if you just get me out of this right now, Lord. You know, like I just got arrested and I'm like, I haven't been arrested since I was 18 and I'm in my 40s. It wasn't, oh, Lord, you got to help me get out of this Um, and I'll, you know, go to church every Sunday sort of thing.
0: No, I've really appreciated this. I really appreciate you you, you sharing, being willing to I, share I your, your, your story. I appreciate you allowing
1: me to, um, to come on your podcast. Um, I think it's a great thing. People are in situations all the time, that they don't necessarily, like, no, there's nobody down here, like, because I know we're down the court, you're an inner city church, um, and you guys do a wonderful load of work uh, for for the people down here, so thank you for doing that, Mm. but nobody ever, you know, where are you going to be, Billy, I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going to walk on the moon, I'm just going to be drug addicted, and, (laughs) you know, nobody chooses that, you know, circumstances lead to that, I, I was that way. But you just never know what somebody's been through or what they've gone through and most I mean everybody's just trying to do better but it's hard sometimes.
0: Well I appreciate you sharing your story thanks really grateful for that thanks. and make sure you go check out leather X Ex- leather tramp expeditions on YouTube there's uh, a lot of you know through COVID isolation and uh, Christmas holidays there's lots to watch on there so yeah Davey thanks I, I appreciate this and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll keep chatting and keep experiencing things in life together. So it's
1: pretty cool. Oh, I thought the show was done now. I didn't well, I have to come back and talk to you some more?
0: Yes. I, I hope not. I don't I don't have enough tape to, <laughs> to keep recording
1: all this. Thanks, guys. All appreciate right. it. Happy holidays to everybody. All right, man.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen. Again, I want to encourage you to check out Leather Tramp Expeditions. One word. Leather Tramp is one word. Leather Tramp Expeditions on YouTube. And there you can see what Davey's been up to. Lots of good stuff to watch there. Feel free to connect with me over what you heard uh, on this podcast or just about 188 Church in general. And like I said earlier, we have a bunch of volunteering opportunities that uh, people can consider. So you can email me with questions or comments or find out more about volunteering at Dave at 188one88.org. Thanks again for listening. Much grace and peace to you as you go.